Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, we honor you, we glorify you for the word, God, that you bring forth today unto your people. I thank you, Father, that I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but it is Christ who live in me. So, Father, the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and who has died for me. So, Father, as I speak your word, I thank you that your word become fire and devour everything that's going on around us. I thank you that your word become a hammer and break the rocks into pieces in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for giving me the tongue of the learned that I may speak a word in season to those who are weary today. And I thank you for waking me up morning by morning. Father God, to hear with the tongue of the learned, to hear, God, what you have to say. God, I give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise, God, for what you have already done. I honor you and I glorify you in this place. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. What I'm going to do is, um, God has still got me teaching on from within. And I believe through this teaching is still teaching on the grave clothes. So I'm going to go back over the scripture I went over last week. And we're going to continue from there because God want to do a work in the body of Christ if we allow him to do that work. Amen. Amen. Go with me to Mark, the seventh chapter. I'm sorry. Yeah, the seventh chapter. And I'm going to begin at verse 17. And I will be reading out the expanded Bible. So if you have the King James um that's fine but the expanded just breaks it down a little bit more but i normally read out the king james but for this verse i want to make sure that it's broken down so everybody will understand what is being said the word of god reads in mark 7 verse 17 when jesus left the people the crowd and went into the house his followers the disciples asked him about this story the parable Jesus said, do you still not understand? Are you so dull? Surely you know, don't you know, that nothing that enters someone from the outside can make that person unclean, polluted, defiled. Because it does not go into the mind, the heart, but into the stomach. Then it goes out of the body into the sewer. When Jesus said this, he meant that no longer was any food unclean for people to eat. Or in this way, Jesus cleansed all food. And Jesus said, the things that come out of people are the things that make them unclean. All these evil things began inside people. In the mind, from within, out of the human heart come evil thoughts, intentions, ideals, sexual sin, stealing, murder, adultery, greed, evil actions, wickedness, lying, deceit, doing sinful things, indecency, lust, lewdness, jealousy, envy, evil eye, speaking evil of others, slanders, slander, blasphemy, pride, and foolish living. All these evil things come from inside and make people unclean, defiled. So we want to continue the teaching from within. And what God is saying, what the enemy do not want us to know, this is the problem, y'all. The enemy don't want you to know how he works. The enemy work from the outside in. God works from the inside out. So remember that the enemy, he want to portray God. Because the enemy want to be high and he want to be lifted up. So the only thing that the enemy have is deceit. 
He's cunning. He's crafty. So he used this seat. He's an accuser of the brethren. He go by several names, Beelzebub, Satan. He go by what? Liar. He go by thief. He got many names that he go by. Lord of the fires, prince of the power of the air, God of this world. So what he does is he mimic everything that was created. He take what was created and he turned it around for evil. What God means for good, the enemy do what? He turned it around for evil. So what the enemy meant for your harm, God will turn it around and he will make it for your good. But you got to understand how the enemy operate. And if you don't understand how he operate, now I'm not telling you to focus on him because he ain't worth focusing on. Now I want you to understand if all your focus is on what the devil is doing to me, he's doing it because you giving him praise. Because you always talk about the devil this and the devil that. And he said, go ahead and exalt me, girl. Go ahead and exalt me, boy. That's who I am. Just go ahead and do it. Because he knows that words have power. You are affected by your words. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. And those that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. What fruit are you eating? You eating good fruit or you eating bad fruit? So the enemy knows this. So he'll take the very thing God created and he'll turn it around for evil. And this is what the enemy does. We know what Jesus done. At least some of us know what he done. Or we say we know what he done. But if we know what he done, we won't be living the same way we living. Come on, I want to help you out. Don't say you know and your life ain't changed. We got a lot of people saying, but their living ain't lining up with what they're saying. I can say I'm saved all day, but talk just like I ain't. Because he said, you can praise me with your lips. It can come out of your mouth, but your heart, this is within. He said, it's far from me. See, we can talk Jesus all day long, but God said, I know where your heart is for me. I know what's in your heart. But God, in the beginning, as y'all noticed, God created everything that was good. There was no evil. There was no knowledge of good and evil. The only thing that Adam and Eve knew was God's way of doing things was good. They didn't know nothing about right and wrong. And I'll give you an example. A baby, y'all. A baby depends on the mother and the father to take care of them. They don't know right and wrong. Y'all didn't know that, did you? A baby, when they come out, some of us, we can spank them and hit them, but they don't know the difference yet. Some people say, They know, yeah, they're coming out not knowing some stuff, y'all. I ain't joking. They coming out fighting now. But the only reason why they're coming out that way is because of the mother that was carrying them. If the mother's fighting in her womb to survive, if the mother's talking all of this stuff within, you're taking that baby and you're creating what you want to come out of you. Y'all understand what I'm saying? If that mother's depressed, if that mother's rejected, if that mother is cursing, if that mother's a party person and the dad don't respect the mother and they're not getting along, the baby is feeding off of words. So when the baby come out, we're saying, you know. They only know what they're taught in the womb. From within. Y'all, it starts from within. God didn't get a woman pregnant And then allow the baby just boom. Okay, now you can walk around. The woman had to carry that baby for 10 months. 
And during those 10 months, that baby was taught many things because that baby was exposed to the world. And if that mother and the father is in the world and doing worldly things, the baby can come out to be a trained professional thief and a liar and an adulterer. All of these things come from within the womb. Y'all got to hear what I'm saying, and the enemy knows this. He knows this even with saved folks. You can't dress up and come to church and act like you know Jesus because God knows where your heart is. You can't dress up and come to church and be act like you supportive, but within you waiting on things to crumble in the ministry. God know your heart. And the reason we do these things is because see me, hear me, be attached to me. We want people to see us. So we have a form of godliness, but what? But deny the power thereof. Come on, we need to quit playing games. Because God already know your heart. I don't care how much work you put in. God know your heart. He know where you are. And all that hard work ain't doing you no good. Because God is looking at within. Y'all, I'm telling you something. God is trying to get the church where the church need to be. And it's up to you. Because God done done everything. That's why he give you teachers. That's why he give you pastors after his own heart. I don't want a pastor that's not after the heart of God. I don't want a pastor that say they so picture perfect. They don't miss it. We miss it, y'all. We miss it. May not curse in your faith, face, but in their mind, they're putting it down. It's within, y'all. So this is what God is going to do today. We, we talked about this last week, but I have to make it real again because some people don't realize you are a reflection of your father. Jesus only did what the father did. Jesus only spoke what the father spoke. And the only way Jesus could do that was to be with the father. That means Jesus was in relationship with his father. My dad's sitting over there. Isn't he a handsome man? He's sitting over there, and then when he was raising us, we look at our parents, right? We look at what our parents do. But I can say one thing about this man. Whatever he did, he will always direct us away from what he did. True. No matter how he was towed up, he didn't want us towed up like him. So he always directed us away from what he was doing. And that's how it's, when he know what's wrong, he don't want us to walk in his wrongness if he's not ready to change. But some parents have their children partying with them, drinking with them. Come on, baby, break it down. Take it low. Come on, and they're Christians. They go to church on Sundays and start falling all out like Jesus have arrived. Come on, I'm just going to tell you the truth. I have to tell you the truth. Even though I get persecuted for the truth, it's all right. I have some protecting angels. Because I fear the Lord, he has his protection all around me. So this is what I'm saying. Everything he created was so, so good, y'all. And the Bible said it was very good. So God knew it was no corruption in his creation. He created it the way he wanted to be. And matter of fact, he spoke what wasn't into being. 
He made nothing out of something. So this is what God did. So we as his children should be doing what God does. And everything that God do, he do it out of love. He don't do it because we deserve it, y'all. He do it because he love us. I'm going to tell you that again. Everything that God did, we didn't deserve it. He did it because he agaped us. Because he loved us with an unconditional love. He didn't put conditions on me. He didn't say, Amanda, as long as you mess up, I'm not going to help you. God helped me even in my messing up. I may not have messed up like you, but I messed up. So sin is sin, y'all. It don't, it's not big sins. It's not little sins. It's still sin. So we need to call it what it is. If you a liar, that's sin. If you commit adultery, that's sin. Sin is sin. Quit looking at people categorizing them by what they do. My Bible tells me my daddy wiped the slate clean for all kind of sin. He wiped it clean. So I can't get in nobody's face and say, you a liar when I'm a gossiper. Sin is sin. Quit looking at people by what they do. That tell me you don't know who you are. Oh, y'all, I'm hot and stirred. I've been stirring in this. I've been simmering for a while. And at home, I'm saying, Lord, I'm ready to come out. If I had to come out my house, would have blew up, y'all. Would have blew up. <laughs> but God was showing me through his word. And as he got everything the way he wanted it to be. Then God created man. He already spoke him into existence. He said, let us make man. That means male and female. In our image. In our likeness. So he made them spiritual beings like him. You couldn't see them. But they were there. Oh, ain't that awesome? Y'all don't catch it? Man was already there. You couldn't see him. Like God is a spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and ain't no natural worship. Hello, somebody. Your worship got to come from within. It got to come from who you are. In him. It can't come from no natural stuff you drummed up just to get a little hollering in the house. When it comes from within, from your very being, your spirit, when you're worshiping him from your spirit, you can't leave out truth, which is the word. Because God is a spirit, but Jesus is the word, which is the truth. So when you begin to bring that together, Your worship becomes so powerful, your living becomes like God's living and not the natural way, oh, y'all don't hear me, that you live. So when God said everything was like he wanted it, he said, I need a physical body that I can put in this garden and put them there and everything is done for. Oh, ain't that so good? So God took the dust of the earth and he made man. But man was dead, laying there dead, lifeless. So God had to take who he is and breathe, y'all better hear me, into man. 
to make man become a living soul. Man could not live without the breath of God coming on the inside of them and giving them life. You have life because of the breath of God. You are a spiritual being. And that's why you got to look at things spiritually, not naturally. Because you are from above and not from this earth. So you got to live in the realm. You cannot mix natural and spiritual together. Either you're going to be spiritual or you're going to be natural. And if you're natural, you don't get what the spirit already provided. So this is what God did. After God gave them everything, he put them in the garden. He put man, which was Adam. Y'all catch this. Woman was already in Adam. She was already there. And God told Adam um, to um, name the animals. Man had to speak forth the name of those animals. He put him in that garden, told him to work the garden. But this is what he told Adam. He gave him a command. And Eve was right inside of Adam when God was speaking. He said, do not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Just one command. He said, every tree in this garden, you can freely eat from it, Adam. He said, but that tree of knowledge and good, don't you eat it. Don't you eat from it. Oh, Slewfoot, the Lord of the flies. Satan, the accuser of the brethren, the prince of the power of the air, the God of this world, he can hear y'all. When God tell you something, he's there to pick up something. And he's there to change it around. So what he did, he took what God, y'all better hear me, he had to use what God created. He couldn't come up with his own thing, Shirley. He had to take something that God created and use it for his bad. Don't you tell me the devil didn't make you do it. You agreed with the devil and you did it together. You had a choice. We all have a choice. Don't be getting in front of nobody. And why the Lord is telling me this. Get in front of, you know how when you get caught in the act. The very act. We're going to get to that part. So here here he is talking to Eve. He used a serpent. The serpent that God created was beautiful. Don't you know all of them got along in that garden apostle? Eve knew the serpent. She knew the creation God created. But he used what God created. And the serpent started talking to Eve. Did God really say? See how you're changing the word. Y'all know when you get a promise from God. Come on, the enemy, he got to use somebody because the promise is spoken. Is it not? Come on, I'm speaking to you right now and the enemy talking to you. The enemy trying to deter you somewhere by putting you in a place instead of where you need to be now to hear what God is saying. He know that faith come by hearing and hearing come by the word of God. So he got you in your house thinking about them dirty dishes. He got you in your house thinking about what you're going to cook. He got you in your house so you can miss truth. The enemy know 
knowing the truth is what makes you free, what sets you free. He said, I'm going to get their mind off the truth. So they'll think God ain't God. So he sent people to take your mind off the truth. Because every word that you hear that's opposite of the truth, it brings something. It puts fear there. Job said, the thing that I feared has come upon me. And the enemy knew that. So he had to get something on Job. So y'all know what they did. They ate from the tree, right? And when they ate from that tree, y'all know they saw that they were naked. And naked represents shame. That represents sin. Now, let me tell you about the tree of knowledge of good and evil, what that mean is. God didn't never, ever want us to know right from wrong. Y'all didn't know that? He wanted us to live totally free of not knowing right from wrong. Y'all don't believe that, do you? The tree of knowledge of good and evil tells you right and wrong. God didn't want them to eat for that tree Because everything he did was right. It wasn't no wrongness in God. It wasn't no fault in God. The only thing they knew is good. So God said when you eat from knowledge of good and evil, you're going to have to get knowledge on stuff that you don't really need. Only thing you need is what I'm telling you. So now you got to have knowledge to do anything. But when you serve God, you only know what he says. Y'all don't get it? You got to have knowledge to work on your job. Noah didn't go on no job to build no ark. Come on, somebody. Y'all better think about it. Only thing he got was what God gave him. So he had to shut the world out. God didn't create this this way. He created us to be free, Shirley, free of sickness, free of disease, free of hurt, free of pain, free of disaster. He didn't create that. But now that knowledge of good and evil have come, you're going to have all of this. Y'all better hear me. Some of y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. I ain't no false teacher. Go in the word and see what the word say. You've been getting some false doctrine. Because you've been so much in your books. Scientists can't even figure out how the earth is. They're sending men to the moon staying up there. Still ain't figured nothing out. They can't even tell you about the sun. They have to go up there. This is funny. The weathermen surely have to go up there and see what's going on. The report back down here. And they still couldn't dictate Hurricane Florence. They did the best they could. That's why the Bible say, your eye got to be on the sparrow. Your eye always got to be on Jesus. So look what happened in that garden. Sin came in the garden and God said, guess what? The life of God. The spirit of God that bring life left Adam and Eve. So that means they were in total darkness. So God said, the reason why I put these cherubims to guard Eden is because darkness and light 
cannot be the, in the same area because you will live that way. That's not the way I created you to live. You will live in sin forever. That's not the way I want you. You'll never die. I don't want no corruption in the garden. So that garden where the angels is protecting, that's your spirit. The devil can't touch your spirit. Now that you're born again, your spirit is of God, and he knows his hands off on the spirit. He said, but that soulish area, your mind, your will, and your emotions. He said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to catch you at birth. I'm going to catch you in the womb. I'm going to transform you in the, room, in the womb with nothing but death. So when you come out of the womb, you're coming into a world of death, and you already transformed for death and not life. So we see the way the world sees. We do what the world does. So guess what? I'm going a little bit further. Y'all know what happened. Through the generations, there was sin. But God always had a righteous man that always followed his way. Was they perfect? Mm -mm. But they want to follow God. They want to do what God allowed them to do. So y'all know what happened? Who was it? I'm going to Noah. God told Noah to build an ark. And God told Noah how to build that ark. Noah wasn't a contractor, but God made him one. He had to take what God was saying and bring it into existence. And as he took what God was saying and bringing it into existence and doing exactly what God told him to do, this is what God said. He said, man has become wicked before me. Every imagination of their heart is continually wicked. It's continually evil. So that's all they did all day long was meditate on evil because that's who they were. They were in darkness. So he built the ark, did what God told him, and guess who shut the door? God shut the door. They was within the ark. Sin was outside the ark. And guess what? They were saved. You are that ark. You are the temple of God. And we're the ones that let these things within. If God done away with it through his son, then why are we allowing it in our lives? You know why? Because we have a choice. Now, I'm going somewhere again. And if you want to leave, go ahead, but you're going to miss out on something good. Over here is your gate. Y'all make it real. I want you to see it and make it so real that you're trembling at your seat. That you're getting deliverance and healing right at your seat. The gate was over here because God told Moses. He said, I want you. Now remember this. Who did he tell? Moses. He had to get somebody that he could trust with his plans. He had to get somebody that heart was right. How did he know Moses' heart was right? Because when Moses was born, he should have died. But his mother took and put him on that river because she knew God got a plan for Moses. She put him on the river, and as she did it, um, Pharaoh's daughter got Moses. But the sister was watching. God always have somebody watching and awaiting for his plan. Y'all don't think you're by yourself.
yourself. God always have a ram in the bush. Don't think it's over because it ain't over until God says it's over. So the Pharaoh's daughter said, get me a Hebrew. Come on, y'all, a Hebrew that can take care of this child until this child become of age where it can wing from his mother. Oh, Moses' sister, Miriam said, okay, I'll get, take him to my mother. Take him to his mother. See, God had to take him back where he's, I don't care if you're in this world. The world can't take you from your destiny. Not unless you want to be taken. Took him right back to the covenant, to the plan and purposes of God. Don't think you left out. Don't think nobody don't care. Because God is watching over his word to hasten it in your life, in your children's life. He's hastening his word to perform it in their lives. It don't matter what people say about them. What did God tell you about your children? God said, if I save you, I'm going to save your whole house. That's a promise. That's a promise. So it don't matter what the world is saying. You know what God say. And you pull your children aside. And you say, that's what the world say about you. But this is what God say. And I'm only telling you what he say. You got to keep it before their eyes. See, God set it up. God told them, I want you to keep the word of God before your children. He said, I want it to be before them during the day. I want it to be before them at night. I want it to be before them when they wake up. He said, I want the word always to be before them. Y'all, they didn't have a Bible like we do. They had to speak the word to those children. They had to get it in those children. Come on, all of us need to repent right now. Church goers, coming in the house of God and ain't telling your children nothing. You coming to get the word, but you ain't delivering it to your children. You hollering and falling out all over the floor, but you ain't telling your children nothing. We supposed to do what the word says. We supposed to tell our children what God said. So this is what happened. Where was I? Thank you, Jennifer. You paying attention. So, oh, Moses. God had to prepare Moses to be a leader. Some of y'all want to lead and don't even know how to follow. I'll stop on that one. Some of y'all want to lead somebody and don't even know how to follow Jesus yourself. Because you done made up your own tradition, your own way of doing things. So Moses was there. God made him a leader, and God was speaking to who first? Moses. And as God spoke to Moses, Moses spoke to the people. I'm your Moses today. So what God has told me, I'm telling you. I'm the one that God has sent. So when you deny the one that God has sent, you deny my father. Some of you have denied me so much. That you have missed your blessing. Some of you have put me down so much. That 
believe he has proven it over and over and over and over and over. And he said, I ain't through yet. So Moses, he said, Moses, I want to dwell amongst your people. Because God was, what was he doing today? A cloud, a pillar of cloud. And he was a fire by night. So God was with them everywhere they went. But he said, Moses, I want you to build me a sanctuary that I can dwell amongst the people. I want to be right where y'all are. He said, Moses, when y'all get ready to move, he said, I'm going to move with y'all. But ain't no way you can do it outside of the, my pattern. The churches are tore up because they're doing it outside the pattern of God. It begun with Jesus. It's going to end with Jesus. Man got to keep their stuff out of it. This is the gate. Moses had to tell them everything that needed to be done. People had to be filled with the spirit to even build the stuff in the temple. They couldn't even touch nothing. Not unless the spirit of God come upon them to do the work. And you got people in church, unbelievers, trying to come into agreement with you. Over here, he said, Moses... He said, build me a tabernacle so I can dwell amongst you. And he wanted all the tribes to be around that tabernacle, surrounded by that tabernacle. It was 12 tribes. And that tabernacle, if you look at it, it was made just like this church in the shape of a cross. And they was around that tabernacle. He said, now around that tabernacle, he said, I want it to be nothing but white linen. Pure white. The reason why, he said, as they look at this tabernacle, they know that I'm about righteousness. And everything about me is pure. It cannot be outside of me. So when they looked at that white, y'all, they couldn't even look over into the tabernacle. Moses said, the only way that you can get through the gate, you got to bring a spotless lamb. Because God trained them before they come out of Egypt. He said, you got to take a lamb without spot or blemish. You got to kill that lamb. You got to put the blood upon the doorpost of your house in order for the destroyer to pass you by. Because if I don't see the blood, whomever's in your house, they're going to die that night. So they took that out of Egypt. And God made, had Moses to make the tabernacle. He said, now the way you enter that tabernacle, tell the people, they got to bring me a spotless lamb. Y'all know that lamb is Jesus Christ. This is why John said, behold, the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Guess what John did? He knew that he couldn't do what Jesus done. So he had to decree and declare Jesus. Our problem is we want to decree and declare ourselves. This is how Satan come in. God sent us to do something and it's all about me. God ain't in it. When you talk about you all the time, that ain't God. When God send you to do something, you're doing it for his glory. you out of it. So they brought the lamb to the gate. And when they brought the lamb to the gate, they were bringing the lamb to the gate because they said, ain't no way I could get in there without bringing this lamb. See, their hearts was already open, apostle. They said, I can't even go through the gate 
without having a spotless lamb. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can get to the Father except by me. So they said, the only way I can get to God is through Jesus Christ. So I have my spotless lamb. So they look at the gate and the colors is the blue, the um, purple, and the scarlet. The blue represent heaven. The purple represent royalty. The scarlet represent his blood. So their eyes were focused on Jesus. It was from Jesus from the beginning and Jesus to the end. When they got to the gate, they come through the gate. Because they knew they had the perfect lamb. See, that's when you're hearing the gospel, y'all. You're hearing the truth. And you know you cannot get to the Father without Jesus Christ. See, some of y'all are trying to do away with your sin to get to the Father. Go ahead and die in hell. You cannot save yourself. I don't care how much good you do. I don't care how many rest homes you go to, prisons you go to. I don't care how much tides you pay. I don't care how much you on the road every Sunday. Your goodness, your goodness ain't getting you into the kingdom. God said there's none that's good. There's none that understand. No, not one. That's why I had to come off my throne and die the death for you. Because you couldn't save yourself. So it's Thanksgiving at the gate. Who wouldn't want to thank Almighty God? God, I thank you. I thank you for being this sacrifice. I thank you that you the way into the Father. So they come into the courts with that perfect lamb. And this altar is called the altar of sacrifice. The brazen altar. This altar is where the lamb would go. So you identifying with that lamb. You know that lamb ain't never done no wrong. You know that lamb is spotless. So you identifying with the lamb by putting your hand on the head of that lamb and said, this should have been me. But because of the love of the father, this lamb is taking all of my sins for me. My past, my present, my future sins. He's taking on the sins of the whole world. That means that sin can no longer stop me from getting to my father. What I do cannot stop me from getting what my father has. Because once I identify with that lamb. And I identify that he's taking my sins. Y'all better catch it. Because in this lamb, there is now therefore no more condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. So once I identify with what he's done for me, don't you come condemn me because I fell short. You can't condemn me because he paid for that. Yes, I fell short, but that don't change how he feel about me. Y'all better stay right here. I fell short this morning, last night, and the morning before that. But it don't change his love for me. It don't change what he already done for me. Y'all better understand that. So I come recognizing he died for me. I couldn't do it myself. That's where the praise come in. The praise of God. Then the next thing that's happening is, I said, because of what he done for me, and I didn't deserve it, I'm going to make my body a living sacrifice for him, holy and acceptable. I'm going to die right here at this altar. 
I'm making a commitment. This is your commitment right here. I'm making a commitment to you, God, because I knew I couldn't save myself. So I'm turning my life over to you because you saved me. So I'm saying I'm denying myself. That means that scripture says, be not conformed to this world. I'm recognizing I cannot be conformed no more to the patterns of this world. I can't let the world dictate my life no more. My desire is your desire. You said if I delight myself, I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's all right. It's all right. So you have to leave you here and say, burn, baby, burn. Because every part of that sacrifice had to be burnt. It had to be burnt up. And that's inside out. So once you realize that, ain't no more about you. It's about what the lamb done for you. It's no longer about you. It's what the lamb done for you. It's no longer about you. It's what the lamb done for you. Now for me to keep that, I'm going to the laver. But wait a minute. Blood had to be applied. It had to be spilled. They took the blood and put it on the four horns of that altar representing atonement for those sins but then he had to spill blood all around the altar that's the cross the brazen altar represent the cross because it stood higher than any furniture in that tabernacle so it represented the cross i understand what the cross have done for me y'all please pay attention if you got to stand up to listen stand up even if you're staggering stand up because god is trying to help you to live the life that he's made available for you so once i know what the cross have done for me i'm gonna come to this life labor i'm gonna come to the labor but guess who's coming to the labor the priest The people stayed here in the courtyard. I'm going to tell you why. Because God needed the priest to go further for those people. They had to stay here. They could come through here and offer all the sacrifices they want, but they could not come here. The priest had to come here. Guess what? Hallelujah. You are priests. Jesus made the way. You are a priest. A royal priesthood. You are the priest. So once you come to this labor, this labor was made out of brass, brass mirrors, and it represents judgment. So these priests, I want y'all to catch this. Those mirrors reflected, and it showed them how dirty they were. I'm going somewhere, y'all. But this is what had to happen. They had to see themselves. The word is this labor. The word is like a mirror, y'all. If you never get in the word, you think you all right and you saved. I'm going to help y'all. If you never get in the word, TJ, come here, baby. God doing a work right there at your seat. Come here. See, that's why people still at these courts and saying I'm saved. They're still at the court saying they're saved, but they're not right here at the laver 
So TJ come to this lava. TJ probably saying, Pastor, why are you messing with me? Why every time I come in this church, because I said every time I enter these doors, I know what's going to happen. This is a good day. He come to this laver, this laver, laver. He come here, and as TJ is looking into the word, he's looking into the truth. This is what he's saying. Father God, sanctify me according to your truth. But but hold it. Check this out, y'all. In this laver, TJ, is full of water. Water represents purity. That means if it's pure, TJ, you can't put nothing in it to pollute it. I'm going to get y'all. Check this out. The priest had to, they had to take the water from within and pour it without. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. Because every priest that came to wash couldn't put no pollution in the water because God couldn't have dirty water. God said, this is what's happening in the church. The church is polluting the word with their own tradition, with their own way of doing things. And you're living a dirty life, but you say, yourself, oh, Jesus, this is what's happening. You're polluting the word. Because when they come to this labor, the water come from out of it. And it was poured on the hands. The hands mean you do my service, evangelist. Everywhere you go, TJ, you're doing the service of the Lord. Because these are my hands. Whatever you touch, I'm touching it. That girl looked mighty good, didn't she? I'm picking on TJ. But it's all right. Because TJ go to the labor. And TJ go to the labor and he realized, I need this word to sanctify. See, justification was here. This is where you were made right, righteous by Jesus. But now sanctification is at the labor. Meaning that I got to live a sanctified life. And the only way I can do it is to be cleansed on a daily basis. I can't take one washing, TJ. If you wash once a week, won't you be stinking? Seriously, will you be stinking? Somebody's going to smell you. you. The problem is we don't smell ourselves. We get so used to stinking that odor become a pop. Sin done come so much a part of you that you don't smell yourself no more. And then the enemy gets somebody to agree with you and tell you it's okay to sleep around. You still say, but if you were getting your daily washing, you would say, search me. This is where you're going to get searched right here. Search me, Lord, and see if there's any wicked way in me. And the word is going to show you, you while you out there trying to evangelize somebody else, those priests needed a daily washing. This is why Jesus cleansed his church with the word. That's the only way they can be clean. And Jesus told his disciples, you are clean because of the word. Because you're with the word. So every day, TJ, you got to come before this labor, which is the word of God. And say, God, here is TJ. 
I want to live a sanctified life. Check this out, TJ. You've been justified. You've been made righteous because of Jesus. Ain't no good you done. It's because you accepted what Jesus done for you, baby. So now you're righteous because of Jesus, not because of you, okay? And now that you know that you're righteous, you've been set apart and made holy, not because of you, but because of Jesus. So my holiness is on the inside, but it need to come on the outside. And the only way it come on the outside is living a set apart life according to coming and getting a daily washing. Nobody want to wash. Nobody. Thank you, TJ. You feel that? TJ, I do, I do. Okay, TJ. <laughs> Let me tell you something. TJ, look, look. God got his eyes on you. You the apple of his eye. So y'all see what that labor was for? If you ain't daily washing in the word, you ain't gonna like me and we brothers and sisters. You ain't gonna like my presence when I come around you. You're gonna try to duck and dodge me because I'm daily washing and I know what it's supposed to smell like. I know what it's supposed to look like even when you don't say nothing because I'm in the word. So remember, do y'all understand why churches is so polluted? Because they're putting pollution in the word. They're mixing evil and good. There go the knowledge and the good. Y'all don't get it? There go the knowledge. God didn't want that. They're putting it in there and making people think. You still saved. You can go to this concert. You can go and see Beyonce, Jay-Z, Jay-Zaz, whatever their name is. You're going to still be saved. That's what apostles say. You love that woman. You're going to marry her one day. It's okay for you to keep sleeping around. It's okay for you to, to keep producing kids. At least y'all together, daddy and mama. But the kids is tore up. So here I am at the labor. And I'm washing every day. You know why they had to wash every day? Their hands was used for the service of God. Their feet would get dirty. Remember when Jesus was with his disciples, he said, you don't need to take a bath. You only need to wash your feet because he know they were going through some stuff. And he said, your feet, you're going to catch some stuff in this world. Ain't not a soul in this place can't tell me you, don't, you ain't done something that was wrong. That's why you got to go to the word to see yourself. And when you go to that word and you see yourself, another thing that the labor does, y'all, the women. These women gave up these mirrors, gave up this, because they received it in Egypt. Remember when God said, I want you to go borrow from your neighbors, take from your neighbors. When they gave it to them, this was theirs. But when God was building the temple, y'all, this is how I know people don't know what the word is saying. When he was going to build this sanctuary, the tabernacle, he knew what they had. So the first thing was, go to the people. And those that have a willing heart, tell them this is what I need. He didn't get no fuss from those people. Those people kept bringing so much. Moses said, oh, too much. You got.
got some greedy preachers now. You give them 5,000, I want 10. You give them 10,000, I want 20. I want, I want, I want. That ain't God. God cut them off once the need was met. These preachers ain't cutting nobody off. They got one Ferrari, then they want a Bentley. They got the Bentley, now they want the mansion. Then got the mansion, now they want the vacation homes. Some of y'all giving into that and ain't even giving into what you got here. You helped them get it. Thank you, Apostle. I will do that. So right here. But the ladies gave up something. I'm going to get to a scripture where we all familiar with. Remember they gave up the mirrors, y'all? Remember those mirrors help you to see the outer, right? The word is going to help you to see what's going on. And you got to take care of it before it get within. Y'all don't get it, do you? Outer is trying to come in. When you go to the word, the Lord will show you through his word what the enemy is trying to do. The enemy is trying to get you to fornicate. The enemy is trying to get you to lie. The enemy is trying to get you with offense. The enemy is trying to get, the word is telling you before it come within that heart. Because once it come within that heart, it's going to be your lifestyle. So those ladies gave up those mirrors. Because guess what? When we look into a mirror, we look to see how good we look. Is that not right? And if you stay in that mirror, then you think you look good. That's a form of pride. When you can't get out of that mirror and you always in that mirror. Let me check. How I look from this way. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? And you hear the mirror talking to you. You apostle. I know that's right. Y'all think I'm playing. Why do y'all think they put that on that stuff? Because it start talking to you. Some of y'all mirrors are talking to you. Some of your mirrors say, you got something up your nose. You better not go out there and look like that. So before everywhere you go, you're like. And then it began to come on the outside. You see anything? We all do it. So you worried more about the outer than you are the inner. God said, I'm looking at the inner. That's why the word of God tell women, don't let your adorning, y'all better catch the scripture, be with the plaiting of the hair. The jewelry. Because when you take pride in that, I'm looking at the inside and you taking more pride on the outside. So when the women gave up the mirror, they say, sanctify me in your truth. Because your word means more to me than these mirrors. That's why I gave them up to the glory. Y'all, I stayed here forever. Because God was giving more revelation. Then, after you recognize you, guess what, y'all? All of this is outer. This is outer court. This is your body. This is your body. You ain't even went into the holy place. But once you stay here every day and wash yourself, now, Manny, I can enter into relationship 
and fellowship with God. And I have that lampstand over here, that golden lampstand that have seven, what on it? Branches. But I have one in the middle that's holding up the six, three on each side. The one in the middle represent Jesus Christ. He is the light of the world. The one in the middle represent he's divine. And the branches can't do nothing without the vine. So they got to hang on to that vine for nourishment. So, Lord, I recognize I got to hang on to you. It is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives on the inside of me. So it ain't about me. It's about you and if you're the light of the world I'm gonna be the light of the world and when the oil was poured into the lamp it was the Holy Spirit and joining itself with the word and now the power of God is getting released for revelation now I can go eat some food that's gonna sustain me because he is the bread of life he is the that's the table of showbread the bread of faith, the bread of his presence. So I can stay here and eat manna because the Bible said, manna don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out the mouth of God. If I want to live, I got to stay. I got to be in your presence. See, I'm in the holy place. I'm in the presence of God. Y'all, I ain't even got to the Shekinah. But I know I'm in the place that I need to be in. And now that I'm in that place and the Holy Spirit is giving me revelation concerning Jesus Christ. And guess what is penetrating my very being? Now my prayers, which is the altar of incense. Now hold on. The altar of incense had to have fire that was coming from the brazen altar to keep the altar of incense lit. So guess what? I know I'm saved. I know I'm sanctified. I know I'm filled with the spirit of God. So because I am, I can enter the throne boldly. And my prayers are going up as a sweet aroma. Some of y'all praying to God and you still got filth. It's blocking your prayers. So I'm right there. And I begin to pray without ceasing. I become an intercessor. And God is hearing my prayers because I ain't praying nothing, Manny, but the word of God. Because God done gave me revelation on that thing. So I know now I can go in there. I can go in there. So as I'm praying, the prayer's up to God. Oh, my goodness, God opens up the throne where I can stand before his presence. And that's when I began to bow before God because it's mercy on that mercy seat it's the blood of Jesus that's on that mercy seat that's crying mercy for me every day so God you can't keep me from you because I'm in Jesus and the way I get to you through my prayers is Jesus so I'm there y'all I'm in the presence of the Lord I'm in the presence of the of the Lord now that I'm in the presence of the Lord and I know who I am I can live from inside out so whatever comes at me I know who I am and I don't have to put up with what's coming at me I don't have to wait on provision because in him it is no lack 
another rim. Meaning that no matter what the devil say about me, God is not going to stop what he's already finished. Jesus said it is finished, y'all. So what am I saying to you? Healing is yours. Deliverance is yours. Prosperity is yours. And can I tell you something? Even when you mess up, it's still yours. But what's blocking you from getting what's already yours is because you ain't doing your daily washing. So you feel condemned because you're laid with a woman or you're laid with a man. Get up and wash. And let the enemy know. Let me tell you something. God already gave me what I need. And this ain't stopping me from receiving what's mine. Because he already blessed me with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Now, if I'm bragging like that with the devil, then I still shouldn't be in that dirty place. Because it's stopping me from getting what God has already provided. Y'all don't get it? From within. You got to go deep within you and say, God, what is in me that's stopping me from receiving what you have already provided for me? And God gave me this illustration. This is what the Bible says. Let me give you this. Oh, ain't the word good? This is what God is saying. I want y'all to hear this one. Hebrews 4 verse 10. For he that is entered into his rest, he also have ceased from his own work as God did from his. God said when we enter into the rest of God, we don't work. That means I don't work for what God has already provided. I'm entering his rest. That's what he was telling the people. The promised land is already yours. Enter in it. You don't have to work for something I already gave you. God's word helps you to get where you need to be to receive what you already have. That's what the word is for. The word reminds you of who you are. So when something come up in your life, you will say, I don't have lack. Though lack is showing in my house, I don't have to have it because God is my provider. He's already given me everything that I need. And this is the thing, y'all. The more you in a relationship with God, the more you know what you have and you can stop working for it. Not a little job. Now, don't go out and say she told me to quit my job. But you can stop trying to get God to do something he's already done. You entering it into the rest of God. So God say, enter into my rest. When you know what I have already done, just give me glory for what I have already done. Let the word speak to you. See, the enemy done got within you. And every time something happened, he give you a portrait of what he wants you to see. He give you a portrait of death. He give you a portrait of this is what's going to happen to you if you don't do this. Don't he give you a mental image? That mental image is there because the Bible says, Lord, let the meditations of my heart 
at the, the words of my mouth be acceptable in your sight. Whatever you've been meditating on is what you're going to see within. You got to see it within in order for it to manifest without. The enemy want to mess up your within, your heart, so you cannot manifest without. You don't have to speak it. You already have it within you. And you're doing it and you're acting upon it within. That's why Jesus said, if a man even lusts after a woman from within his heart, guess what? He's already committed adultery. Some of y'all act like you ain't committed adultery. You already done done it. I'm trying to help you. But does that mean God don't love you? I'll give you proof. The lady that slept with the men, they brought her before Jesus, they stoned her. She's supposed to die according to the law of Moses. But Jesus said, I'm grace. And he said, grace already saved her. And the only thing she got to do is accept what grace has done. She accessed grace through faith. So it don't matter what she done. Grace is still here to heal. Grace is still here to set free. But she got to accept what grace has done. So she, he asked her, where is thine accusers? She said, they're not here. But the first thing he said to them, he who is without sin. You know what he said? Let him cast. Y'all better just drop your hands right now. Because if you got something within you that you're doing, you can't be my accuser. Because the enemy is holding something on you too. So all of them had to leave this lady. He said, neither do I accuse you. Guess what he said? Go. Go. Did he leave her there and say, just stand there and get stoned? Now you know what you've done. Stand there and get stoned. No, he didn't. He said, and sin what? Because he done done away with what? So sin, no. Sin is done away. And then when you are tempted, you have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will help you in your temptation. Because Jesus was tempted just like we was. But Jesus had help. And he welcomed that help. Some of us don't want help. We want some feel good. Let me feel good for this one night. And after that, Lord, I promise I'm going to save you. Your heart tore up. God know you lying to him. Then when that woman or man popped back up, "Mm, I'm a Christian. I don't do that no more. Apostle Amanda told me that come from within. You can't come to my house. He said, well, okay. Wait a minute, baby. Wait a minute. Let me, let me just talk to you for a little bit. You ain't been washing. If you ain't washing in that word to live a sanctified life, you're going to go back to that same pattern. Let me help y'all out. You know how we fuss at people. You need to quit doing that. Didn't I tell you to quit doing that? I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. I promise. You ain't going to quit nothing. You're always going back to it. That's you. Because if you ain't getting into that word, you can tell me all you want. You're going right back to who you are. And we're supposed to represent him, not the world. We may act right for a day because we went in the word and say, the Lord is my shepherd. Oh, that's me, God. That's me. You're talking to me. You're my shepherd. <laughs> I shall not want. Oh, he's talking to me. I shall not want my bills paid. And you start feeling a feeling. Y'all know how you do. You, you feel that feeling. Jesus. 
a dog with fleas. Then you come out. Baby, I feel good. Ask me a question. Ask me something. Why you ask me that? (laughs) Who you been with? There ain't nothing but flesh. That was flesh acting up. Because when you've been with Jesus, you meek. You humble. Your whole look done changed. Moses stayed up there and come back. He had to put something over him. Because Moses didn't want that glory to fade. He wanted them to see the glory. When he went before God, what did he do? He took it all. But when he went before the people... The veil has been removed. It is finished, y'all. Quit condemning yourself and come every day because you're going to get some filth on you. As long as you're in this world, you're going to pick up some contamination somewhere. You have a choice to turn from it or you have a choice to just do it. Don't hide what you're doing. If that's what you want to do, do it. Don't hide because you see me coming and somebody else coming. God already saw you. That's what David determined. That's why David said, create in me a clean heart. But God gave you a clean heart. Your heart is clean because of Jesus. So David needed what you have today. That's why he prayed for that clean heart and that right spirit. You got the heart of God and the heart of God say, no. Give you an example. I watched this movie. Don't you ask me what it is. I go look it up because I don't forget. This, this preacher, he was an elder in the church. And a friend had invited a friend to come back. The, the friend had slept with somebody in the church. So they kicked her out of the church. Some people say, you're wrong for doing that. But if you know the order of God, you would know that if a person continue in a sin and you go to that person, one person go, They don't hear that person. They bring somebody else with them. They don't hear that person. So they take it before the church. They don't hear the church because they say, I chose to do this. This is what I want to do. They are like a heathen. They can't be in the church with you no more. They're bringing contamination. That's the word. If you read the word, you would understand that they have to be dismissed from the church and turn over to Satan. Meaning that when you turn them over to Satan, that don't mean that they ain't saved. That means that they got to go through so they can see what they're doing. And when they see what they're doing and they're ready to change, you can invite them back in the church. Here we go. So this preacher... The woman come back in the church that was mad because they invited her back in the church. And the lady said, look at here. God is still God. And God loves her and I love her. They said, no, you're saying that because that's your friend. And she's like a sister. She said, no, I can't change God. She done been gone for four years. Who are we to say that change haven't come? I'm, I'm getting there, y'all. So the lady said, the other friend said, but she slept with my husband. And me and him done got through this for four years. We living happy. And y'all going to invite her back in this church. She said, I'm doing things God way. Girl, come back in the church. The lady that invited her back in, her mother and father owned the the church. And she had a uh, boyfriend, a fiance, wanting to be a fiance. 
And they were, he wanted to marry her, but she wasn't ready. So her best friend that seemed like a sister, they had her cleaning up at the church and her fiance was an elder. So he was locking up the church and he going to lock up the church and everything. And the girl run behind him and she began to tell him truth while she was at the church. She said, they have my, she said, they have my son. And if I don't get them this amount of money and y'all having a fundraiser that you're trying to raise $50,000 and I need that money, if not, they're going to kill my son. And she was crying. So he told her, it's going to be all right, sister. It's going to be all right. We're here for you. He was hugging her and consoling her. Da, 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 da. All of a sudden, the light that she had come to darkness. She grabbed him, walked around him, blowing sweet nothings in his ear and saying, you want this. And you know you want this. He stood there still. She took his hands, put it on her behind, and just blowing sweet nothings and kissing all on his neck. And he just sitting there like he falling for it. All of a sudden, he push her off and say, Devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Get away from me, devil. Then he ran over here. He said, Jesus, you know I ain't had none. I ain't had none in a while. But devil, I rebuke you. Is that what we do? (laughs) He backed off of it, but we can't say he didn't want it. Because why did he stand there that long? The Bible say flee. So what am I saying to you church folks? It's time to be the church. Darkness need to be exposed. You are the light. You represent Jesus. And everything we do is supposed to represent him. So before you check me or check anybody else, go wash. Go before God and say, God, here I am. I want to check Julia. But I need for you to check me through your word. Show me me before I go check her. Because God, you died for all of us. You died for her as well as me. What she doing may not look like it should look. But God, I could be doing something too. That can prevent her from getting where she need to be. Because I could be, she could be watching me. And that could tell her I'm okay in what I'm doing. So tell me what I need to do. So when he tell me, I go to Julia and say, Julia, forgive me. I'm sorry that I did this in front of you. That was not appropriate. That was not God's way of doing. Then Julia look at me and she said, you know what? God showed me to me. And the way that I was coming off in the church. That wasn't right. No, I owe you an apology. You got to humble yourself. See, we always looking at everybody else, but we need to look at ourselves first. We supposed to bring change into the world. We don't supposed to be like the world. We're in the world, y'all, but we're not like the world, and we don't do like the world does. We began to bring change. You are that change for the world. If they want to see him, it comes through you. Remember the temple, the outer court, the inner court, 
and then the holies of holies. That represent body, soul, spirit. So we work from the spirit to the soul outside the body. So whatever you're thinking from within, it don't have to come out yet, but it's affecting your body. If you think sickness within, you don't have to speak it. Your body is affected by what you're thinking. You're feeling weak. Come on, somebody. You may not say what they don't want you to say, but within, that's what you're saying. So your without, which is your body, is reflecting what's happening within. God said it's time to get the root out. When you get the root out, whatever's holding on to the root, it's going to be dismissed as well. But if you don't get the root, it's still living. And we got a lot of work to do, Miracle Temple. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. My advice to you is quit telling people how they are when you're not living that life before them that you should live. If they still attract it to you and they still do on what they do, it's because it's something on you that you ain't washed from. It's no way I can have somebody in the presence of God because he's in me, y'all. And I'm talking about him, but I'm not being about him. And that person is still doing what they do. That means I got to separate myself. You got to make a stand. If that person is still cursing in front of you and they know who you are and you're talking about Jesus, you got to separate yourself because they don't respect the God that you serve. They don't do it. I understand now why my grandfather and grandmother wouldn't allow stuff to come in their house. Because they're affected by that stuff and they know who they serve. And if they allow people to act like that, they don't respect the God that they serve. And they're saying, treat my God any kind of way. You give them the word. When you give them the word and you speak truth in love, you may be hated. But he said, know that they hated me. They're going to hate you. That's why the friend that you have is Jesus. That's why you don't follow the crowd. If you're following the crowd, guess what? You following Satan. You ain't following Jesus. You're supposed to be willing to let all of that go and say, God, it's about you. It's not about me. So I have given up my life. You got to go right back to this tabernacle and say, I refuse to live this way. If I don't have a friend in this world, I'm going to do what the Lord tells me to do you got to have a made up mind and quit sharing your business with Christians that don't wash every day they cannot come in agreement with you because the bible said where two or three come together he's in the midst of them I can't even pray with the sink that call they self a sink that's got filth on them and don't believe what I believe. That don't mean they ain't saved. That just means that they ain't getting the daily washing. He gave me this. Here I go, Julia, another sermon, but it's going to help you. He gave me this, y'all, and he, he took me there. I was sitting in the house in my recliner. He said, Amanda, go get in your car. I went and got in the car, not physically, but right here in my mind. Got in the car, cranked the car up, took off. He said, did you have to work to do that? I said, no, I just got in there and cranked it up. He said, okay, Amanda. He said, when you come in your house, 
He said, what do you do when you come in your house? I sit down, turn the TV on. He said, did you have to work? Was there any hard work for you to do? I said, no, God, it wasn't no hard work for me to do. I just did that. He said, that's just how easy it's supposed to be when it comes to me. You trust in the car more than you trust in me. Got in the car, cranked it up, took off. Because you had faith in the car. You come in your house, you sit down, you turn your TV on. Because you know everything there that you need is right there. He said, why can't my people be like that with me? Why can't you just take off with me? He said, because you're not here. Kim, when you do hair, you already know what you're going to do. It's a part of you, baby. You just take off. I look at it like it's hard. Kim, like, it's every day for me. So I can just take off with it. He said, but when it comes to the word, nobody don't want to take off. You want to stay right here. You got to be right here to get in there. He said, you already have everything for me, but they got to be a connection. He said, we're losing connection. My husband can take off with that Kubota, y'all. I see him driving that Kubota and whipping around, and he tell me, I'll show you. I said, not on that. I be thinking if I whip around, I'm going to be in the yard. Help! But he's so used to it that he knows. And guess what? He's, this is the thing. He know what's wrong with it when it ain't right. And then he know he got to fix that thing, right? But guess what God said? God said, when it got to be fixed, he know where to take it to get it fixed. Then he reminded me, you got everything you need to fix whatever need to be fixed in you. And he said, you don't have to go nowhere and pay no money for it. The price of redemption has been paid. Only thing you got to do is bring forth what you already got. Y'all ain't this good. Ain't this good? He said, it's already paid for. It's already done, Calvin. You don't have to waddle back and forth. You don't have to scream and holler. Only thing you got to do is say, come forth, healing. Come forth, prosperity. Come forth, deliverance. And there it is. All right. Thank God for that. Do we have any visitors at this time that would like to stand? Any visitors at this time?